Hi, welcome to Chew on That. You're listening to the only podcast uh, show on the internet that breaks down and discusses uh, sermons that are happening currently here at Life Church in Green Bay, Wisconsin. My name is Pastor Keith. Uh, joining me as as always, Pastor Dallas, and as always, 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 Pastor Megan. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm sorry. I started laughing because I, I didn't know if I should no, should have stopped it. No, that no, no. Because I think it'd be a fun intro. Uh, every time I hear this theme song, I just get stuff stuck in my head. I see, I see palm trees bobbing their heads, and then what made me laugh is I just pictured some woman going, <laughs> like the like the California Raisins are the backing band for this. Yes. I don't it just, wow. it just made me it just made me laugh wow and we didn't even start and I'm like <laughs> I wish I had imagination like that like I wish I had the power of self-entertainment it, in that way it, 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 it's pretty great yeah it's pretty great. <laughs> I can see that I I, I, I remember I was um I was telling a joke and uh, and I laughed and my pastor, Pastor John Bourne in Las Vegas goes, he laughs at his own jokes. And I was like, I guess Well, tend to it. <laughs> I guess I do. Oh, wait, are you not supposed to do that? I didn't think so until he said it. Like yeah. he laughs at his own jokes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it gets you guys caught up to speed. Uh, Megan wasn't here last week. I she was, was attending to a sick child. Yes. Yeah. Um, then what last night your husband got? Yeah. Violently sick. Yeah. And this morning, how do you feel? I'm on a scale of one to 10. I'm probably like a four. And the fours, uh, the, <laughs> the, the one's the low end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so, four and a half. Now so that I'm, now that I'm she's, here with you guys. She's sitting across the room. Yeah. Like not in her normal chair, like not near us. She's uh, on the other end. Yeah. And, uh, and her, her gauge on how, if she's good to go is, well, I haven't thrown up yet. Yes. Yeah. So, so trash she has, cans outside the door. Yeah, we're ready. And I didn't know why she grabbed the trash can because <laughs> yeah. we were walking down the hall together. And I thought, now you know, that's really unusual. Maybe, maybe she just has like this OCD thing, like and notices that there's not a trash can in the room. She's like, there has to be a trash can in the room. Yeah. So she goes to no. uh no. to our audio, our uh, where we record voiceover audio, and grab the trash can. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's that's strange. You know, yeah. better safe than sorry. That's what I always say. So. Yeah, so there's if if you see Megan st- uh, stop mid sentence, that's not your iPod. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> her freezing. Make a, a run for it. And I just I said think your I'll iPod survive. like an old man. I, yeah, I, I got a question on Sunday. Yes. Uh, a person a person said, "How many times do you guys like edit out? How many how much how many times do you guys do cuts and jump in and and are, and I go what? Rarely, never. And they're like, yeah, how many times do you guys like edit stuff? I'm like, never. Not on this podcast. No, I, Our I women's podcast, on the other hand. I can't remember the last, maybe once in two years, yeah. three years since since I've been doing this, maybe once. But I can't even confirm that it was once that we <laughs> that we did that. It was just glitches. That's what it was. It was like things, like I remember one time we were doing the podcast when we would do the, the clips mm-hmm. and we we're in mid-sentence and all of a sudden oh, yeah, the yeah, clips yeah. started sure, going sure, sure. and we're like, what the? And then but like, even most of those we've just kept yes, in. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, it just happened, you know. So, so I say that to say that uh, I don't think I'm going to cut it out if, if Megan leaves the room to throw up. <laughs> Great. Great. That's that's great. Keep it rolling. Yeah. Let her, let Wasting her daylight. Yeah. Yeah. What she meant to say was Samuel. I don't know. I can't wait for summer when every single bug is just 
dead, you know, yeah. all the germs and the flus. Uh, and Summer colds are the worst. Yeah. I don't care if I have a cold in the summer. I'll go sit outside in oh, the sun. Summer and colds are the worst. Burn it away. There you I go. think I can take a cold in the winter, fine, but a summer cold. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. We say bye to the flu bug and say hello to wasps. That's <laughs> also true. Yeah. <laughs> they, Mosquitoes. And, and so, because I I I don't like uh, yellow jackets like at all. They're yeah. they're aggressive. They they nest like right next to you. Yeah. Uh, so I did some research a couple years ago and I started the Google search with, do they serve a purpose in the world at all? <laughs> and, and apparently they do. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, they, 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 for, they help pollinate and they, yep. they don't get the, the, the notoriety like the bumblebee gets it. Cause the bumblebee everyone's friends with. Right, They're like, right. oh, we got to save the bees or, but yellow jackets do as much pollination. Yeah. And, and I, I found that I was like, all right, fine, it. fine, whatever. But, uh, the the yellow jacket's primary predator in the wild. And I told my wife this because she hates spiders, our spiders. Mm-hmm. So she's always like, you got to kill kill the spider. You got to kill the spider. Like she have a wasp freaks problem. out. And, and I'm like, I hate wasps way more than I hate spiders. And these guys are doing my bidding. Mm. Well, and spiders are just like you. I had- you Just know, like I, me. This is good. Just like you. How, how can we loop this I did, around? I yeah. did a research on spiders because I was like, do they serve a purpose? And they do also. They help with our oxygen. Yeah. So, yeah. Oxygen. <laughs> yeah. And I, they're, they're the predators to all the insects we dislike. Well, yes, yeah. I know that. But oxygen, now that's I, what I, I want to say it has to do with- I could be wrong. And someone's like yelling, like, no, it's not technically that, you know? And if that's not how you sound, I apologize. I thought it was, I, I thought it was the trees. And that's why, it, that's what it is. It has to do, well, no, no. There's spiders there. No, do. no, it's it's what they do for the trees. Okay, that makes sense. It's something like that, but I'm going to let, you know what? Email in. Yeah. Teach us something. Yeah, let us know. Well, in actuality, the the- Here's a here's kind of another take on on in reality plants are actually farming us mm-hmm. by giving us oxygen daily until we eventually will decompose and they consume us. Dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. That that From is dust that, you were formed and to dust you shall return. So we think that we're farming plants. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, guys. <laughs> <laughs> They've been playing us they're since the beginning. <laughs> just 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 keep them around. Just yeah. keep them around. Yeah. Yeah, that's the scary movie to have, not zombies. Yeah. Plants attacking. Plants that are plants that are <laughs> plants that are thinking that are <laughs> got me. <laughs> All right. So we had a we had a guest pastor. Yes. This last week. He he uh he he currently lives in Toronto. He's the uh he's the the head pastor over at New Life, uh, a church that we are I don't know, what do you say that we are to New Life Church in Toronto? We're like brothers? They're we're in the like- same family? Yeah, yeah, we're partners. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're partners in crime. So, Pastor yeah. Elio Morocco, yes. uh, he he's the pastor there from Italy. Uh, no, no, he f- he's from Toronto by way of Australia by yeah. way of Italy. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it, and it was a cool. St- he, what, what a great man too. My first time meeting him. Yeah, very nice. His wife Mickey was very nice too. And and uh, yeah, their story of I want to say Italy to Australia. Yep, and then Australia to Canada. Mm-hmm. Canada. To back Australia. To, back to Australia. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. And then back, back to Italy. And then back to Canada? Back to Canada. I might be saying that wrong. Yeah. But that's what we got a sermon. So uh, he 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 definitely <laughs> describes it very well. Uh, I just was trying to- Yeah, the guy's you know. been all over. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His son, I'm friends with his son, Andre. Yes. Great guy too. Yeah. He's he's awesome. Uh, yeah. the, whole, the whole fam, the whole church, I, I spent uh, a weekend there 
in November, yeah. um, helping with some, it's like for video stuff, like just going in there and seeing what they had for equipment and giving my professional expertise on it. And then I ended up uh, being their MD and, and helping lead worship Friday, Friday night and Sunday morning. Totally. I wasn't expecting it. Mm. Uh, I, I, I brought, before I left, I had, I had a backpack cause I was going to be there for three days or something real. So I had a backpack, mm-hmm. but then God said, grab your guitar picks. And I was like, okay, put them yeah. in my pocket. Yeah. And I get there and, and, I, and like within 20 minutes, they're like, do you want to play tomorrow night? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yes. Weirdly. God said, uh, weirdly, I brought my yeah, picks. Bring, bring your guitar picks. And they go, oh, cool. So did you bring your in-ears? And I go, no, no. God, God didn't tell me God that. that. <laughs> Andre and Tony were both like, he didn't tell you to also grab your in-ears? Oh, <laughs> I thought he just went, hey, you're going to keep yourself company with these picks, okay? You're fidgety. Yeah. It's going to help. So, so their in-ears are the things we, we put in our ears, the, the mold, so I, we can hear like the click, uh, the click track and then the other instruments on stage. And uh, so as a person that has custom ones for my ear, um, I don't really think about them because they're made specifically for my ear. So when you when you switch from something that's made and molded specifically for your ear to ones that are just kind of universal and slide right in, man, both of those worship sets, all three of those worship sets were just like, eh. yeah. and they kept following falling out. And then I, I I was I prayed on 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 stage each time. I'm like, well, next time, tell me to grab my in ears, man. Come on, what are you doing here? Just leaving me hanging. <laughs> so if I get this right. Mm-hmm. Because you listen to God, you did something you didn't think you were going to do. Ah. Segway. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yes. Yes. So the scripture uh, that Pastor Elio was, uh, was breaking down, talking on, was uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3. Now, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a longer scripture here. Should I read her word for word? Or, or, uh, or, or Megan, do you want to read her word for word? <laughs> you guys both just turned and looked at me with like a look of surprise and shock. Yeah. Megan, can she, you? She's read? really, she's really, she's really struggling over there. So. I'm alive. I'm good. I'm here. Megan, go ahead and read it word for All word. All right, would you? let's read First Samuel three. How far are, are we going? Uh, I was going to read it, and again, you. This is you can your party. You can you can, I can you can dance as long as you want, <laughs> but I was going to take it to uh, through verse eleven. Stopping oh, yeah. at verse yeah. 12. That Fantastic. Okay, what what well, version I, of the I'm Bible gonna, are you I'm going to go with the NLT because that's what Pastor uh, Elio was using. So, meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, I almost said it, Elio, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of the Lord. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? And he got up and ran to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied, go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said, go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never heard a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time. And once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls you again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came and called us before Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel replied, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Mm. 
Then the Lord said to Samuel, Oh, you're going through 11. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm I thought, about to do I a shocking thing happened. in Israel. I'm so sorry. I thought like, I, I was looking at the, the Bible and I got up, I was like, oh, did it happen? <laughs> to make it leave? I apologize, I apologize. Okay, all right. So uh, verse 11 ends with, then the Lord said to Samuel, I'm about to do a shocking thing in Israel. And I like that tail end of it because mm-hmm. without without that, for me, that story kind of doesn't, there's like- That's interesting because the reason I didn't read that is because I didn't, this doesn't actually influence how I interpreted the previous scripture. So that's Ooh, interesting. Yeah, that. yeah. I, and for me, I because I know that that next sentence starts the next story. Yes. It starts like- right. the, It's like part two. Uh-huh, but it, for me, it's the concluding- Okay. The conclusion oh, of, of, uh, of, the, of the verse. So um, if you don't want us to discuss verse 11, just turn the podcast <laughs> off once we get there. <laughs> I'm a verse one through 10 guy. (laughs) Okay. We're going to have two camps. (laughs) All right. So what do we, what do we have? What do we know? Pastor Dallas. Oh man. I love this. I love this so much to the point where I was like, I want to do a message on this because a couple things stuck out to me and even the first 10 verses, but even going on from there. Uh, First thing I love is, so I'm going to read the NIV, but just because I have it available to me. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. Uh, there mm. were not many visions. So the reason it was rare, it was, it was the, the scholars believe that it was generations upon generations that we read in Judges where God did want to speak to the lineage of Eli, but they stopped listening and obeying. Mm. They just stopped listening. So he tried talking and talking and talking. They weren't listening anymore. And, and uh, so it said that there was years and years of silence uh, that that happened because of that and it's and, it, and I actually I'm, I'm going to take a quote from uh, I went to um, we kind of relaunched our young adults on Thursday and uh, Pastor Stephanie did a message called um, Are You Going to Get That talking about hearing your calling and stuff like that and what one thing she said that really pointed out to me was sometimes we don't hear from God because we haven't developed the habit of listening. Mm-hmm. And like, that is like, That's good. sometimes we say, well, I want to hear from God. Well, are we going to, so like, you know, for example, like if I'm in conversation with you, Megan, and I go, hey, Megan, how are you? And what? Well, we're going to pretend we're in a oh, conversation. Okay. Hey, Megan, how are you? I'm good. Oh, that's great. You know what? I I just had a great day myself. And I just, you know, everything. And, and if we go to God like that, right. where we're just talk, 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 and we don't listen, how, how can we then go like, I'm not hearing from God. Well, are you developing the habit of listening? So that's the first thing. So I'm going to sidebar you on that. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to sidebar you with a question. Yeah. So you'll quickly get to talk again. <laughs> <laughs> So the question is, now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. Do you think today messages from the Lord are uncommon or very rare? That is a great question. And I think, yes, I think- You think they're uncommon today? I think that, uh, I think there are people who, again- I have have a second question. So when you're done, I have a second question. Because I think the, the biggest thing is listening and obeying. Like that's the big thing is listening and obeying, which goes in another part, but I'll, I'll let you go in the next question. Cause I wonder if people are saying, I'm hearing to God is like, well, have we stopped listening and obeying? Yeah. You know, because if we, cause again, if he says, Hey, I mean, Oh gosh, I don't want, I didn't want to call her out, but I'm going to call her out. Um, my daughter, 
didn't do the, her dishes. She like made something. I said, they're on spring break. And she made something that was in the sink. I go, what's this? And my wife goes, she, she didn't, you know, she didn't clean her dishes. I'm like, oh, well, let's talk to her about that. And my wife was like, kind of just like, I've talked to her. Yeah. She's, and I go, well, maybe I need to talk to her. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I, I, I do that in my family quite often. Yeah. Maybe I need to say mm-hmm. a few things. Um, I don't know if I don't know if my wife enjoys that, but like one, my wife's telling the kids clean up. Like yeah. she said it twice or three times. I will butt in and go, "Do I need to come in there?" Yeah, and then you, you hear both kids going, "No," <laughs> like they're, the bass and the voice matters. Yeah. I think, yeah. and I think that's. I wonder if God does that, where He's like, "I, you know, what's the point?" I've already told you this. I've already said, stop doing this. I've already said, start doing this. I've already said, you know, I would, I would say this. I've already given the words. You're just not obeying, but you're complaining and you're whining and you're this. So I don't know, you know, what's the point? And I wonder if that's how God is with some of us sometimes is we're just like, why, why speak if you're not going to listen? So anyways. So your question, so your answer is you think it is rare. I do think it's, I think it's rare. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's gone. No, I do think God is, I, I do think people are hearing from the Lord and, and I think it's because, and I, and I believe it because it aligns with scripture, it aligns, I, again, even uh, verse, verse 11, it says, uh, the ears, everyone who hears it, it will it'll tingle. That sometimes there's a word where you, it, it just makes you go, ooh, like when you hear it, you go, that's a good word. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's that connection there too. And so uh, I don't think it's, gone, but I don't think it's probably as prominent as it was before Second mm-hmm. Samuel chapter okay. three. Uh, Megan, what do you think? I think that's an interesting, I think it's an interesting point, but I don't, I don't know if I think it's rare for people to hear from the Lord, maybe more rare for um, like generational messages, almost like this was, or, you know, like a, like a call to something. Yeah. Uh, but this this sparked the thought in me of what Pastor Elio said uh, from stage on Sunday. He basically said, if you haven't obeyed the last thing that God gave to you. Yeah, I remember that part. That was a good one. Why is he going to give you something else? Yeah. So you're like, well, it's it, it has been rare for me. I haven't heard from God for over two years. Not since that last time he told me to mm, X, Y, Z, right? Yeah. yeah. And I... And you don't really even think about it, maybe. Maybe you don't, maybe you do. But it's time that we start kind of categorizing and looking back through what has God told me? Have I been faithful? Am I obedient? Mm -hmm. And like write down the things that God has told you to see where something could be falling in the crack. Because if you want to hear from God, if you want it to be less rare, right? Mm -hmm. Which I think we do want it to be less rare. Yeah. Then we have to be obedient. Yeah. My my thought on that uh, is that I I think... I don't think it's I don't think it's rare in the sense that um, I, I I think that in this city on this block people hear from God, you know I, I think that I think that it's common like that, but um, I do think there's a separation between uh, just in my own personal experience separation between hearing from God Himself and getting moved by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh, yep. Okay. And I think getting moved by the Holy Spirit is a very common thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that the best way I could probably like how I interpret how the Holy Spirit works in my life mm-hmm. is like, uh, you know, when people say, oh, I have that guardian angel and, and I don't, I don't believe in guardian angels per se to a singular human being, but, but when people associate, oh, someone was looking out for you, mm-hmm. you know, that to me is the Holy Spirit. And the more I, uh, I, the more I convene, communicate, and meditate 
with God, with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the more that those instances happen in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Have I had Samuel? At least that's like how I fig, like how I think he he said it. Samuel, have I had those frequently in my life? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. that's no. true. I, I've never had an audible, right. an audible. I've had visual. Mm-hmm. I've I had visual and have visual. Mm-hmm. Um, some are more prominent, more jarring. Mm-hmm. Jarring, I think, is the word I want to use because when I'm done seeing, I am speechless. I am, I'm shocked. I'm flabbergasted. Yeah. Um, but I haven't had a key. <laughs> You know, I haven't had yeah. those experiences. So, Yet. just to, to answer, I, don't, I, I think it. I don't. I don't think it's not uncommon, but I don't think it's. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's common to everyone. Yeah. Um, this was a long time ago. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. I had an understanding of God and everything like that. This was. I mean, I was a kid. I was a kid, and I just thought my dad was calling my name, DJ. That's what my dad calls me. My everyone in my family calls me DJ. DJ. I thought I heard. I go. Hey, Dad, did you call me? And I remember him saying, and I didn't know the story. He goes, no. And I go, oh, okay. And he goes, ooh, that might be God talking to you. You better listen. And I was like, how? <laughs> like, I don't, I, don't, I, don't know what to, I don't know what to do. And so, and I just, again, people are like, maybe it was God. I don't know. Maybe just in my head, I, I just assumed. Maybe I heard a sound. It could, but again, it could have been God. I don't know. I don't know. Because, I, again, nothing came after that. Mm-hmm. So, like we see in 2 Samuel. So, um, so yeah, so the the first thing that popped up to me, what we talked about was was the fact that there was this time of not God speaking to the people. Like there was times of that. And so, but the other thing that stuck out to me, which I thought was just interesting is on the night Eli, those eyes, uh, whose eyes were becoming weak, so he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying in the temple uh, of the Lord. So, uh, the reason he's lying in the temple was Eli's job was to make sure that the f- the flame in the temple was stayed lit mm-hmm. from from evening to morning that it had to stay lit but he couldn't see anymore so now Samuel was doing that that's why he was lying in the temple he was making sure the fan stayed aflame which i could i mean it's interesting that when we keep the flame in us you know, when we say that's that's my job is I'm not going to let this die out. I'm not so so. I I wonder if there's some connection with Samuel saying I'll take that job of making sure your flame stays lit, and then we see him speak to him. So that's the that's the second thing that came out to me. The third thing that really popped out to me is what Samuel did every time God spoke to him, and I think this is very huge with us. You know, saying, what do we do when we feel like God is speaking to us? Like, what do we do, you know, if we feel like God is saying something to us? And I think we need to do what Samuel does, and, he's, and which is this. Samuel answered, uh, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. So when we hear, so what did Samuel do? When he heard from God, he didn't know it was God. But the first thing he knew to do was, I need to go to my, mm-hmm. my leader. Yeah. I need to go to the person that I'm I'm serving and I'm obedient to and that person I'm in there covering and go, here I am. And and then we see it three times happen, which is three is a sign of completion, the number of completion. Uh, but on the third time, it says um, uh, that, well, yeah, Eli uh, did not call Eli down. Now Samuel did not know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not been revealed to him. The Lord said to Samuel a third time, get up. And then, then Eli realized that that's from the Lord. 
was calling the boy, Eli told him, go and lie down. If he calls you, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So that's why we should go to people and spiritual authority in us that we should go, hey, I feel like God is saying this. You know, what are you thinking? Because then Eli gave him, you know what? The next time God speaks, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So he gave him instruction on, okay, here's how you can be obedient to the call of God is go, I'm speak, I'm going to listen and I'm here. I'm, I'm postured to listen, you know, and we see in scriptures that sometimes God speaks in whispers and he speaks. And so there needs to be a closeness to it. I mean, Stephanie said this on Thursday too, that, that, um, you know, the best way to hear whispers is to be close. And so for us to, we, we need to be close to God, that God needs to more than, he needs to be more than a get out of jail free card for us. He needs to be something, someone that we're pursuing, not just going to when we commit sins. And so this posture of speak, Lord, your, your servant is listening is such a great posture of obedience and going, okay, because that's the thing is like your servant is listening. And I have to believe that Samuel will say, I'm listening and I'm going to do what you call me to do. Because I think God does speak but I think sometimes it's hard for us to be obedient to what he says. So that's my takeaways from, from just this portion of scripture. And then, uh, I mean, there's other things, but I'll come back to it. Uh, well, I mean, you, you kind of took mine, Pastor Dell. So do I need to go or are we just going <laughs> to keep going around the table? And that's the podcast. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to go back to bed now. Uh, I mean, no, it it really is. So uh, what stands out to me always in this scripture is how Eli tells him exactly what to say. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So that to me, it implies that Samuel didn't know. He had no idea how to uh, communicate with God. And I do feel like a lot of us feel this way or have felt this way earlier in your Jesus journey. Um, You know, like if if I put a survey out to the church and I said, check the box, do you know how to hear from God? Yes or no? Check the box. I feel like most people would check no, because it's so easy to be filled with self-doubt when it comes to hearing from God or no one ever taught you how to hear from God. So you're like, am I really, am I making it up? Uh, And so exactly, Pastor Dallas, he learns from an elder. He learns from someone he is in uh, under his authority, under his covering. He tells him how to hear from the Lord. says, speak, Lord, Lord, your servant is listening. So then my other thought is, well, this whole time the Lord has been speaking. So sometimes we feel like, well, I don't hear from the Lord. Well, you do, because God is always speaking to you. He's always calling to you. He's always, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. He's always calling to you. But are you willing to take that step, that step of closeness, that step of obedience and say, speak, I am listening. So it, it, God's waiting for you to make that first step. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, you want to hear from God. I know you do. And you're driving, you're like, wow, it'd be really great if God would just tell me what to do with my life today. Yeah. But instead of asking and posturing, you're just like wishful thinking and hoping. And, but, you know, God's not going to stop calling your name, uh, but it does require some some effort on your end, the, the speak. Yeah. Speak, I'm listening and getting to that place. And, you know, that just could be time in prayer and time in scripture, thinking yeah. and meditating, honestly. 
I've heard a couple guys uh, come to our church say that like they take long commutes and they used to like hate it. Like, oh, I got to take an hour drive. I got to take a, some. We have, we know some dudes have to take two hour drives. Yeah, you know, it's just and 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 then they said there was this moment where that happened where they said, but I realized that's the best time for me to hear from God. Yeah, for me to be a position. And so they said I stopped listening to music. I just would I would just be silent. And they said that those were the moments where they would hear God speak to them and remind them of things and, and to pursue certain things or just, you know, or to, you know, keep going on the same path and, and not be discouraged and things like that. And so we'd hear stories of guys going, I went from hating that drive to loving it and looking forward to it right. because I know that I, I positioned myself to hear from God and to be, you know, again, they said I had to turn things off. I had to just be in a position that's, yes. to listen. That's the key because we don't live in that culture. We live in like how many audio books slash podcasts can I jam into my 30 minute drive every day? Mm-hmm. And don't stop listening to this one. Yeah, d- not not this one. <laughs> Maybe you do. Be careful. Don't, don't deter know. them to stop listening. <laughs> but, I, you know, for me, sometimes it's like a race. You know, if I can put this on two times speed, maybe I can get through this and this, you know. Yeah. And uh, and then you feel like guilty almost if you don't because then you're missing out. People are like, well, what do you listen to? What do you listen And I'm like, I don't know. I need to listen to more. I need to learn more. Know more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not always about knowing more or learning more. So, and even just having like the radio on in the background, I turn that thing off. I'm like, yeah. the silence in the car is actually, like you're saying, mm-hmm. it is a relief. Yeah. Do you drive with the radio on? I feel like you do. Uh, uh, surprisingly, about 50-50. There you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. There are times where it's just silence. There, I don't want Jesus juke you guys, yeah. though, but there are times where it's just Bible. Yeah. So I, <laughs> Jesus juke. That's a good <laughs> reference. <laughs> I mean... I am a pastor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah, so that's, it's, sometimes it's silence. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, there's there's large streaks though where uh, where I get answers for things I'm praying on while I'm driving. Yeah. And sometimes it's when the music's loud and it's just- In uh, the background. Just in the background. Mm-hmm. And I'm not paying attention to what it is. Um, and sometimes it's it's when it's silent. All you hear is the, the motor of the car going, <laughs> and yeah. and in that moment when you're on the highway, hearing that motor, looking at the yellow dashes on the on the ground, and you see the the, the sky, and then billboards, and then all of a sudden the billboards start saying things to you, mm-hmm. like they start answering questions, and then you're like, oh, that's weird. Then license plates have have words that are written out, and you you start noticing everything around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to come off like I'm not paying attention when I'm driving. If anything, I'm I'm very I'm very focused. Then that's probably the safest time I ever I ever do drive. Yeah, and then then every every now and again in that moment, I'll I'll turn on the radio. Mm-hmm. Then a commercial will come on, and sentences will be formed and. And that's when I started doing that, and I started doing that maybe five or six years ago, uh, doing a lot of, and that's what I what I consider meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I realized that God is speaking to me in in more in more things than than I previously thought. Yeah, I know. Good. I know a lot of people have that, like what you said, Megan. Like, well, I, I, God's not talking to me. I, I just, I just. I ask him things and I don't hear, but I, I always rebut when somebody says that to say, God's, God's talking to you in everything. 
Yes. Everything. When a, when a bird crosses your, your reign of sight, he's talking to you. When you hear, uh, when you hear a conversation that another table's having at a restaurant and you're, you don't pick up everything they're saying, but you're picking up words. God's using all those words for you. Yeah. He, he, I don't know. I think, yeah, it would be easier if, if, if God came, came at you like, like he came after Samuel, but mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if the world could take that. Yeah. I, 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 I wonder if it would lead to other things, mm. you know, cause I, I heard you saying like, yeah, sometimes I read the signs and stuff like that. And I, I hear naysayers and it's like, but you, you have to understand what, what Keith is saying is like, those things led him to Jesus. Those led him to meditate with God. And so that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. That is that is something that you go like, oh, yeah, if God's going to use a bird chirping to remind me of his awe and wonder, mm-hmm. then chirp away. Right. Yeah. I know? think that's why so many people say that they feel such a strong connection with God when they're out in nature, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're in his creation and it's it's calm and it's quiet, people mm-hmm. really feel stirred uh, for the Lord. I definitely do too. So yeah, it, it, there's different... It doesn't have to be the perfect setting. You don't need to be sitting next to the to the ark. You know what I mean? Samuel, Keeping the flame yeah. alive, waiting for Sarah, Sarah. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't always work that way. Yeah. And but there will be times in your life where it does. And so are you always listening? I think that's the real question. You know, my my real takeaway. Am I listening? And am I asking the Lord? Speak. I am listening. Yeah. Are you I, I like that too. But last summer I, I prayed this that prayer for the entire summer. And, and I worked with a few guys that were also, we were at the same time saying, you know, wanting to get uh, more of a, more, more of a coherent word from God. And I started praying that, gosh, I, I think right around Easter last year. Yeah. And, and then halfway through the summer, just guys came into my peripheral that also had the question like, ah, I'm praying. I'm just not hearing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is what I've been doing. And I've been hearing a lot more since I, since I was, but I, I for a summer, I was speak Lord, your, your, your servants listening. Mm-hmm. And that's different. It's, di- it's different when you just say it to when you say it and mean it. Mm-hmm. Because the, the, what, what I did after when I would pray that just simple prayer, my next action was very important. What was my next action? Was it getting up and walking away? Was it still rambling on with my day-to-day with mm. prayers? And my, no, mm-hmm. it was minutes of silence, yeah. minutes upon minutes of silence. And sure enough, I always say that you ask for God to show up, he will. Yeah. God always shows, yeah. always shows. You want him to give you information on your life, ask for it mm-hmm. and mean it. Yeah. The thing with it is people will, people want those answers and they want those visions and they, but they wouldn't know what to do with them if they got them, mm-hmm. you know, like, like what you were saying, Pastor Dallas, like if you just, if you, if this is just a, a conversation you're having with God, that's just, you're just unloading and unloading and not listening. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can only work so much with that, with a heart that has that. Yeah. If your heart is that, do this, do this, do this, do that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do that, do that, do that. I don't know. That's, that's putting, that's putting God in a box. That's giving him a ceiling other than, other than having, and get preparing the heart for what that question is. That question's massive. Mm-hmm. Speak. So you're, you're saying, I am ready. Mm-hmm. Your servant's listening. I am listening, not speak. 
your servant wants to be blessed. Not speak, I'd love it if you healed this person. Yeah. Not speak, uh, tell me what to do with my job. Not speak, uh, where am I going to get some money? Not speak, does this person like me? Does this person love me? Is yeah. my wife going to leave me? Do my children listen to me? Yeah. Just speak. Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. And that, that it's heavier than, than right. it's, it's, it's a heavy ask there because what he says next to you, you might not like. <laughs> yeah. Verse 11. Yeah, that's true. That's, I that's about why to do I a shocking thing. Verse eleven. Yeah, a shocking thing in Israel. So, guys, right? if you were like, "No, I'm only through ten, I would stop the podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> now we go to part two. Yeah, I think uh, th- it's very true. You have to be willing to. I say, look in the mirror. If God's going to tell you something, you have to. You need to be willing to look at it, even if it's not what you wanted to hear, even if it's not what you were necessarily asking for or praying for. But if you are genuine and you are coming and you're ready to listen, God will tell you something like you're saying, but you got to be willing to look at it and listen. And then are you going to be obedient? Because if you're not going to be obedient in the thing, you're not going to get it the next time. So the stakes raise when you ask something specific like that. It's true. It, the, 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 the game changes yeah. and, and yeah, that, but I've had, I've had prophecy talk. A couple of people have stopped me in the lobby in the last few weeks. And the best way I can sum this up is because some people have like, Oh, I, I wish I could have prophecy. And in my head, and I'm going to say this in my head, cause I know you're listening in my head. I, I don't know if any, if I, I think some people have it because they can handle what they're going to see. And, and not everyone can, I am not a healer. Oh my gosh, do I wish I was. But then again, if I was a healer, I would heal everyone. There would be no, the faucet would never get turned off. I have too much compassion and I, I feel sorry for humanity too often that everyone be healed. You're healed, you're healed, you're healed. And that's, and I know that I couldn't be responsible with that mm-hmm. because God's will is God's will. And sometimes people have to get sick. Sometimes people have to go. So I double back with the prophecy thing. Like if you saw how a loved one of yours died five different ways, what would you do with that? Mm -hmm. You'd you'd, you'd curl up in a ball in madness. But some people can see these things Mm -hmm. and understand that, understand why you're seeing it. Yeah. Like I can't, I couldn't, if I had the power for healing, oh my goodness. Everyone would, everyone would be healed. No one would die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get a car, you get a car. So <laughs> the same thing with when you're, if you want to hear from God more, I promise you, you can do that. It's, mm-hmm. it's not something that you reach from a, once you, once you, once you read the Bible 72 times, you're going to, no, you can do that today, but it's the heart getting into it. Yeah. And, and what, but when you, when you open that box mm-hmm. to say, speak, be ready for what the answer is going to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a famous scripture came in my head when, when you said that <clears throat> uh, Psalm 46, verse 10 says, be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. And <clears throat> excuse me, it's, that's the biggest thing is, is be still mm. and know. Yeah. And I think it's very, and I, and I, it's very, very clear that when we mean how do I hear from God? It is being still, but also you got to know God. And so if you don't know this book, if this book isn't in your daily life, 
he he speaks this way too. And there's times that, that he'll maybe even speak to you and you feel something and he lines up with scripture that, that happened to me last week and just this, this, just this prayer of discouragement I had where I was just going, like, why am I so focused on this? Why am I in this direction? Why blah, blah, blah. And I felt God say something to me and I was like, okay. And then I just started looking up scripture and then that scripture just hit different. Mm-hmm. It just hit different where I was like, Oh, because then, then I was still, and I knew God. I knew what God was saying in his word. It just spoke to me where I was like, it changed perspective. It changed my focus. It changed my direction of thinking or, or looking. You're looking in this direction, and I need you to look in this direction. You're so focused on what happened instead of what's happening. And and it was just so huge to the point I—, I I was reading this portion of scripture over and over again. And, and I was like, okay, I want to speak to this group of people and this group of people and this group of people. I used the same like five scripture uh, verses like over and over again last week, because I just felt like, whoa, that means I, I get what you're saying here. And I get what you're saying here. And I get what you're saying here. And it was just huge to know that, yes, like that our intentions need to be, we need to be still, we need to listen, we need to obey. And we need to go to his word and align it with that, align with what he is saying to us and, 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 and not just going like, I feel like God said this. Well, is there scripture that aligns with that? Is there, is there, you know, cause that's, God doesn't want us to create new words. He's, his word is here. Yeah. And we go, well, I've read it. Yeah. You read it again. It's going to be, it's going to give you a different punch. It's going to give you a different uh, a reaction. And so it's, it's, it's so huge that yes, we're listening, but, but I, but I love that. Be still. And know that I am God. Like know, know Him, know His promises, know His His His, uh, his wisdom, know His the things He has for you and with you. Um, you know, because that reminds me of what He says in First Samuel. I'm going past verse 11 now uh, to verse 19. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and He let none of His words fall to the ground. Mm. He was in alignment so with good. God. Yeah. He he was in obedience with God and 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 I think the reason he gets that 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 special gift of every word I say doesn't fall to the ground is because he says, "You know what? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening." Hmm. And so my words are your words. That I speak what you speak. Right. I'm your servant. Yeah. I'm yeah. not trying to see, I'm not trying to get any hidden agenda out of this. I'm not trying to get anything out of this besides being obedient to you. And God saw that and says, none of your words will fall on the ground. And the, that's be. the one word that hits me in, the, in those first 11 verses. Servant. Servant. What's, servant. What's the difference between God do this for me because you're a genie and you will? Yeah. As opposed to whatever your will is. Mm-hmm. Let's do this because I'm your servant. Yeah. How are you? If you're, are you listening? Would you consider yourself a servant, or would you consider yourself a recipient? Ooh. Would you just think, think for a second here? In the last week of your prayers, were they asking things? Do this, do this, do this, or were they simply, "Your will be done." Give me the knowledge of your will, and that prayer, I there, my prayer time. My meditation time oftentimes outweighs my prayer time. Like I'd say, if you want a realistic, 95% of the time, my meditation time outweighs my, mm-hmm. my 5% of, of talking to God about my life, about my ambitions, about my fears, mm-hmm. my hopes, my dreams, 
my yeah. friends, my family, my church. And the other time is listening because mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm very cautious with, with what I ask from God. Mm-hmm. I'm cautious because he's a very literal God. Yeah. And, and, but what I do ask from him, I ask one thing every, every day for certain is give me the knowledge of your will. Mm-hmm. And if I'm strong enough, if you deem me strong enough today, give me the power to carry it out. Yeah. You know what that does also <clears throat> to your prayer life? It, it, it brings Thanksgiving into it because when you hear from God, you it, there's, I mean, I know for me, I go, oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Yep. And it puts things in perspective. Uh, I think I, I said this probably a while ago that there are times I have to remind myself to give God thanks for just another day. Mm-hmm. I can, and we can oversee that. Like, you know, we can, we can, um, you know, oh yeah, of course. Of course it's going to give me another day, but not everyone's promised another day. Not everyone is promised. We we know that something tragic happened yesterday. Yeah. And those people are not here today. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not overlooking that. It's tragic. But the reality is that's why we should be thankful that God's given me one more day on this earth. Mm-hmm. He's given me one more day. And what has oh. he given you that to do? Yeah. What exactly. are you going to do with your gift? Yeah. And exactly. Not not put it to waste, understanding God in this day, I want to put it to good use with my words, with my wisdom, with my knowledge, and not just push things aside and procrastinate. When I'm it, thankful. When I came to Christ, uh, it was in 2002. Uh, I felt the first, uh, the first action he told me to do was, it was a question. I was, a, and I've, I've said this on this podcast before, when I, when I did this inventory of my life, um, the one thing that came, that he kept asking me that over and over. And then for weeks over and over, what are you going to do with, with your gift, my child? What are you going to do with your gift? And those words even still give me chills and, and haunt me because there are moments and seasons of my life since then that I, I was squandering my, my gifts that I took them and ran that I used them to make money with. But I, when I, when I remember how dark that parking lot was and I need that street light and God said, what are you going to do with your gift? My child, are you, are, are you going to do it to serve me, to serve humanity? Or are you going to do it to, to get financial gain, to get notoriety? Ooh, it still gives me chills. Cause even 20 some odd years later, I, I, that's a, that's a reality check for me. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with your gift? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I, he's asking all of us that same question. He's given every single person something, something to work with, something to use, something to bless. And this is the day that the Lord has made. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to are you going to wake up? Are you going to you're sick, but you know what? You're going to come in and film a podcast anyway. Yeah. Record a podcast, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to get the one email goes, "Hey, did you guys record that on video? Yeah. I want to watch." Yeah. <laughs> no. This uh, would have been the day. Right. Yeah. But sometimes, you know what? I have what? the iPod for it. Right. <laughs> Sorry. God's, God's will be done. God's yes. will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And man, I I have found more joy and more freedom in my life of letting my own plans go, of, of not having the five-year plan that I used to think that I needed to have. Like, of course I have some, you know, you can have a general outline, but God's going to fill in the details, right? Uh, and he may completely change that outline anyway. You don't know. And you just have to be obedient. And it gives you, it gives you freedom. It gives you joy. It gives you peace because you don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. 
God's got it. And you know that because you're living in obedience and you know that because you're listening to him. So you just keep going one step at a time. It's like Pastor Sonny says, do the next right thing. Just keep doing the next right thing. You know what you're supposed to do. So keep doing it. Do the next right. Man, that's really good. I love when Pastor Sonny says that. Just do do the the next next right right thing. thing. Yeah. And it's so, it's, I I feel like for me, um, that sentence can be a, it like brings brings me back to reality a little bit. Like, okay, I don't need to worry about all that. And like you said, Pastor Dallas, yesterday there was something really tragic that happened. And it just, it makes you uh, feel a little bit like, like the ground shakes beneath you, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you feel that. And, um, but what is God calling me to do? Because that's always my first reaction. Well, what do I need to do? Well, what, what's God been asking of me? What is he telling me right now? Yeah. Just do the next right thing. Praying, praying for the knowledge of his will for you and the power to carry that out. Uh, and I, I want to remind the listeners um, that sometimes that will put you in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. That'll yeah. stretch your bones. Yes. When you grow, your bones stretch. Mm-hmm. That will, uh, if you're doing this, if you're doing his will and not yours, uh, there are, will be a lot of times that you are called to do something that your second nature wouldn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to host a podcast. I, I really don't. I don't like talking that much. Uh, there are a lot of things I don't like to do, but God calls me to, and it's up to me to step up and do what he wants because that's what I prayed for. Mm. I prayed not to do this. God, do this, that, 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 that. And you know what? I think we'll be good then. No, mm-hmm. when you pray for his will, the knowledge of it, and if you see me fit today, Lord, give me the power to carry it out. Mm-hmm. That prayer hits different. Sometimes, sometimes it like the answer you get's like, "Ooh, you sure?" Mm-hmm. I mean, can I can you sure? All right, and then you get you swallow you're like, "All right, let's go." Yeah. And and I could tell you this: the blessings that come on the other side of yeah. that obedience mm-hmm. is unattainable. I could tell you that, because I, I, here, I could say I've been on both sides of the coin, that God has asked me to do it and I've ignored it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But God's asked me to do something and I didn't, and I didn't want to do it. And then my stomach turned and I was like, I don't want to do this, but I did it anyways. And the aftermath of that was so peaceful. Yep. Like that's where I understand what Philippians talks about, peace that goes beyond understanding. He'll give you peace that goes beyond understanding where you're like, oh, I just, I can't even, I can't even fathom just the peace, the joy, the like, whoa, that was powerful. Everything I looked yeah. for in my life, mm-hmm. I was, I've, I've chased a lot of things in my life. Yeah. But the one thing I've, I, I can sum up now as a 40 year old man and have looked back on this, this, the story so far is I've only ever chased peace, mm-hmm. but I was looking for it in other things. Yeah. I thought I'd find it in, in this or that mm-hmm. or this or that or another. Mm-hmm. But ultimately the thing I get when I do his will are the things I can't, you can't put a price tag yes. on peace. You cannot yes. put a price tag on that. The, the peace and then sprinkle in a little joy on top. Cause when I do his will, he also just gives me joy. In the beginning, I just wanted the things in my head to stop talking. Yeah. And and God said, stick with me, son, and I'm gonna I'm not only gonna make those voices stop, but you're you're gonna have a pretty solid time at this too. You're gonna you're gonna like this. Yeah. I what I was just searching for was 
depression to end. Mm-hmm. And what I've been given in return is something I like what I, I can't explain it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, the God thing isn't, isn't a hard sell because I, I came into this with one and I just wanted that one thing to stop. And not only did it stop, but my rewards have been, I, you can't put a price tag on the lifestyle I have now. Uh, I, I, so as a, as a, as a, as a man that's look, looks back on his life frequently, I don't know if, if that's a, why somebody, I, th- I don't know if a psychologist would say, well, you're at the age bracket where, where you're at that time where you're looking back in your life is, normal, but I've only ever wanted peace and God delivered. And it comes with the posture of saying, whatever you want done, Mm. let me do it for you. It's good. And that's, that, that, that scripture speak, your faithful servant is listening. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I pray that on all you guys, everyone, if you want to hear more of God, if you want to hear him work in your life and speak to you, pray that prayer, do it. And, but, but, but don't do it half-heartedly do it. Go all in on that. Mm-hmm. Know that sometimes it's going to put you in that, that, that spot like, Ooh, oh, do I really? And then I say, yes, go do it. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I would encourage you. If you were standing at the end of the diving board, I would run up behind you and push you because yes, once you hit that water, you're going to be happy you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's good. yeah, that's, that's what I got. Yeah. So good. I, that's what I got too. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Fun. <laughs> I, I love this scripture. I love breaking this one down and yes. I don't know what we're breaking down next week, but I'm sure it'll be great too. Yeah. Oh, we got, we got Pastor Sean. Oh yeah. Pastor Sean on deck. Ooh. Oh, there you go. And we have two more weeks left of what's your story. Yeah. Circa 2023. Yeah. And this one's been fun too. It's just been different. I yeah. like it a lot. Yeah. It has yeah. been different, but very good. Yeah. It, it, I, I, I do love it. What's, do we know, Pastor Dallas, the next sermon series or do we, <laughs> do we, 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 we've known for weeks. Do yeah. we release the information now yeah. or do we say, Hey, next week, why don't you tune back in and we'll let you know. Oh, you know what? I was about to tell. No, tune in next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to. I want to cliffhanger that too. Cliffhanger. We know the next series. It's going to be a good one. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yes. It's going to be a really cool one. Yes. Really, really cool one. Um, so, if you want to know what the series will be in two weeks, you have to tune in next week. Yeah. Yes, yes, you'll have to tune in next there week. You there go. you go. Right. Boom. Megan, go drink some Gatorade and yes, get, some, get some sleep. <laughs> yep. uh, for Pastor Dallas, Pastor Megan, this is Pastor Keith. Uh, we will see you on Sunday. We will. <laughs>